Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Not Another Critic podcast. I'm joined here today by none other than Brandon Carroll. Oh, that's me. And man boy. I don't... I, lo- I forgot your name, Corey. I swear to God, I forgot your name. That's right me. Right now on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was it's wondering what the pause show. was for. Yeah, we've we've forgotten each other's <laughs> names already. We're in for a good one. <laughs> Episode 20. Here we go, folks. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, website stuff on repeat. Corey, these songs, yes. very interesting. Did you like them? Did you like them? I, did you like a Cherry Glazer? I actually yeah, really I liked Cherry Gla- uh, Cherry Glazer. Yes, I, I actually love, liked it a lot. Yeah. Chellies, I love cherries. Yes, it's it's very simple and straight to the point. The, the song is, but um, it's catchy. It, just that guitar riff, is just it's just like got its claws into my brain it's yeah. just playing over and over and over again but um they're cool i've never really heard of them before they're just a little indie rock group a three-piece um they've already they've formed in 2013 they've already gotten almost an entirely new band um so i mean i'll be following them see if they come out with some what? more new stuff assuming they stay together as a band i was just gonna say i read that part of the article and i was just thinking is there anyone originally from the band that stayed with it, or does it just keep just changing? The, the singer, just the, the singer. singer. Okay. They've had, yeah, they've had other people come in and out. I'm wondering almost if that's like a label thing, if they like signed on and to a contract and then people left, so then they had to just bring other people in. I don't know, something like that. But. What were their names? Their names were hilarious to me. I read, I read about Tabor. that. Tabor. I saw one of them. The name was Tabor. Tabor Abel. Yeah, it's like Clementine Creevy. Who's the vocalist? I love uh, that drink. Sasami Ashworth. Yeah. That and sounds like Tabor a Japanese dish. Allen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, were these yeah, guys. They all have very unique names. They sound like music that was made on a commune. So, I mean, just. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. They're, they were all getting done after the orgy in the commune, and they're like, well, you have a great voice. Thank you. I, you really keep in time percussion wise when you're slapping your balls against my ass. You should be a drummer. <laughs> Oh my god! We're gonna yeah, be great. Yeah, We're gonna the, do well. Your name is Tabor. You have to be in a band. pounding was just on. Just wow. On tempo. Do you fuck to a metronome? That is crazy. That's amazing. Then we also have the Sadies, the Saddies. I, I keep saying the Sadies, but it could be the Saddies. S A D I E. It kind of felt that it's way. Probably the Sadies. Yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna go with Saddies. <laughs> um, but this track, it, it's easy, like walking, um, featuring Kurt Vile. I've never heard of this band before, um, much like the last one. But these guys have been around since 1999. I mean, sorry, 1994, um, and have had just about 20 albums under their belt. Um, and I've just now heard of them. Um, but it's really cool. They're folky, alternative country, 
Um, I might be a little biased in liking this one just because I really like Kurt Vile. But it's a good song. It's very easy listening. Um, yeah, it's a fun one. Did you guys listen to that one? <coughs> Did. <laughs> kind of passed over it. I yeah. listened to it and then have it halfway through yeah. and I moved on to the next song. Yeah, it's it's not really all that memorable, but I mean, like I said, I'm a little biased. I really enjoy yeah. Kurt Vile. I was going to um, say, your, your music taste, mm, somewhat eclectic, I think is a good... Uh, it's a good word to use, primarily because we went from this song, which was I learned to play the piano at eleven. Yeah. This is all I <laughs> yeah. do. And then we go to holy shit, Death Grips, eight oh eight. Yeah, Death Grips, eight oh eight oh eight. Eight oh eight oh eight. Oh my god. Yeah, they're they're awesome. I actually didn't know they were from Sacramento, which was cool to find out after doing some research on them. Um, so definitely representing, uh, Northern California, yeah. which is really cool. Um, but yeah, they're a weird, abrasive, um, sometimes just really hard to listen to hip hop group from that area. I kind of felt like, um, uh, listening to like Static X fucking garbage disposal is kind of what it <laughs> reminded me of. If that, is that a genre? If that, if that is ta like translated somehow into experimental hip hop, then yes, I get okay. what, I get what you're saying. Um, but they've been influencing um, kind of the hip-hop and, ex and electronic scene over the past few years now just with their bizarre beats um, and then his his rapping is just very like in-your-face aggressive unrelenting um, sometimes you can't even understand what the fuck he's saying it's like it's like the closest I don't know like in my head I was just kind of thinking it's like if hip-hop was metal kind of thing like it's yeah. like the most metal hip-hop i can really <laughs> I, I don't know do it's the, not quite that but it... the new metal thing also i just want to apologize to everyone um because i just now remembered what static x was as a band and uh yeah, was, yeah that's that that's not what i was trying to refer I to i pictured the cartoon character Static X. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right? That's what you yeah. meant, right? You Static Shock. Static Shock. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was referring <laughs> oh, to. Oh my Sorry. god. Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't thought of that in a while. That's uh, <laughs> mm, coming. So that's going to be the top of the week right there. And then next up is uh, Cloud Nothings with Internal World. Um, Cloud Nothings has been around for a few years now. They've had a few uh, album releases. They're typically more lo-fi, um, just kind of like noisy garage rock. A little bit of post-punk in there but um this album and this track in particular is kind of more just like alternative rock sounding it's got a very like early weezer vibe um just kind of that mid 90s alternative rock sound to it i was thinking <clears throat> like i'm like i am definitely in 1993 or 94 right now yeah by it's, listening to it's that got band. that 
it's got that feeling, and um, I mean, it's it's a very simple song, um, but I mean, like I say in the, in the album, like there are some bands who will try to like capture that sound, but it sounds cheap, mm-hmm. you know. And to me, at least in my opinion, I feel like they have captured it well, so it it actually sounds good the way they do it. Um, so yeah, check them out. They had an album drop this year, January 27th, so it's only been out for a little bit now, but that's Cloud Nothing's Internal World. Um, check them out. And that's all for On Repeat. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Awesome, sir. So let's uh, let's talk about some games that are coming out that we played this weekend. I know that yes. I know that you were playing a game called Neo, which looked yeah, to me Neo. like Onimusha meets Dark Souls. That's exactly what it is. It's that's amazing. That's that's the best. Yeah, that's the best way to um, describe it, really, because it's got it's got a um, it's more fast paced than Dark Souls. It's less uh, it's less brutal, I guess. I mean, it's not in the same same way because I'm it's more forgiving in certain aspects like Dark Souls. You have to really plan each move and, you know, there's a lot of that involved. But in this one, it's like. It takes into consideration your stamina. You have like a stamina bar, and when that depletes, it's like you can't move, you can't dodge, you can't block, nothing. You're you're vulnerable. But at the same time, like your enemies will have a stamina bar that you can see too, so you can take advantage of that and you play off of that. Um, I don't know. It's a really cool game. It's just more fast-paced than Dark Souls, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. But also, like you guys were playing For Honor, and... Well, I thought that it was um, interesting, to say the least. I've been looking forward to this game for a while, and I never thought it was actually going to be any good. So maybe that's why I was really, I'm actually very surprised at actually how good it is. We'll see how long that lasts, because I'm not sure if it has a lot of staying power. But the small amount of time that Brandon and I did, small amount of time, what are we talking about? I I played that game since the, the beta dropped. The open beta, mm. I must have played at least 10 hours of it. At least. At least. And then Brian's oh, wow. probably done at least five, yeah. maybe up to 10 hours. Like, duels, we've... Yeah. Duels are probably My the favorite best ones. Yeah. yeah, doing duels and stuff in that game or is the is the best part. So, um, I know that you didn't enjoy it that much, so please tell me the things you didn't enjoy about it. Yeah, I the controls, uh, and I think it's mostly because I'm coming from Neo, jumping into another game that's somewhat similar, uh, but very different also. Yeah. Um it takes a little but the bit controls, to get into it. it. Yeah, it felt more blocky than Neo. Um I I wasn't really too much of a fan of like using the stick to like shift like which angle you were going to attack or block from. See, I like that. Um, yeah, that that was too. brand new to me. I love that aspect mm-hmm. of the controls. But I understand what it's, you mean like it should be I don't know, it should feel smoother or quicker or something mm-hmm. like that. Like that that's what but was I mean, missing from it on my end. But I could totally, I mean, I think it's cool that they're using a new mechanic, you know, but I, I could be totally biased in saying that I don't like it because of how used to I am 
playing Neo at this point. I, I, mean, I think that's just... probably exact like the way you're speaking about Neo. It sounds exactly like what's going on because you're playing mm-hmm. a game that has a little bit more, like you said, it's not even slow like Dark Souls. You're probably smoothly running through and cutting stuff and killing monsters and doing this shit. This mm-hmm. game, you really have to stop and reassess your situation, block and mm-hmm. hold and wait. Like it's, that's why like when we were playing big battles where there's a bunch of NPCs running around, those were less fun than when you just played just against your friend yeah. in a duel <clears throat> because it really mm-hmm. did become about blocking at the right time. And like it, it felt like, you know, watching a movie where the two, like the villain and the, and the main character, they, they come to blows in the middle of the battlefield. And you always mm-hmm. wondered like, why isn't someone else just, fucking with that guy why wasn't he just picking him <laughs> off real quick and that and that's what i love what happens when you guys meet in the middle of the battlefield and it doesn't matter someone's a viking someone's a samurai and you both just meet and clash together all the other mm-hmm. goofy little npcs come up and they're like they start hitting you yeah a little bit and you're like fuck yeah that's the thing i love the most about it is you are the hero so any npc that comes up to you and just slashes at you with a sword you're like get the fuck out of here what the fuck is this well, I think also also what was frustrating me with it was in my I only played it maybe an hour, hour and a half, but in that time like I maybe won like one or two fights fairly as what I'm calling fairly. Uh because I I was awful at the game. I'm terrible at it <laughs> aside from knocking people off the edge. Now fuck that you. I can yep. do. That fuck I can you. do. <laughs> You're the worst kind of person. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Those people that kill me that way, I'm always like, God damn it, you can't play the game, can you? Hey, do you guys want to go <laughs> play uh, Four no, Honor real quick? <laughs> no, Corey wants to go play for being a dick or something. <laughs> yeah. I, fuck yeah. you. That was, I hate those people. Another question I had is, did you play For Honor with friends? I didn't, no. I well, didn't play it with uh, any. I think that had a lot to do with any. it, too. That's, oh. that, that would probably help if he had any. So The social <laughs> aspect, I can see it being a whole lot more fun, just dueling against a friend instead of a random. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's definitely a learning curve to that game. It it's a steep learning curve. I had to yeah. I had to do the how to play practice and practice against a bot until I was even capable of going online. I had to do that for yeah. at least 2 2 and a half hours. Just yeah. to get the blocking down and everything and it has to get really fluid. Mhm. It's yeah. it's a I, lot. <laughs> I suck at it. I, and that's probably why I don't like it. <laughs> Just because of how bad I am at it. <laughs> Well, and that you bought another game that's around the same exact time, and it's a little bit different. Yeah. Not even a little bit different. It's yeah. a lot of bit different. It's just a, yeah. Yeah, it's a hack and slash. But I can see that being yeah. a problem. It's like buying Overwatch and Battleborn in the same weekend and expecting yeah, Battleborn kind of. to even get close. Kind of. And, and I don't want to say Neo is, is a hack and slash, really. Because, um, I mean, it is very, very similar to the Souls games, but it's just faster paced. So I mean, you're definitely doing the same things you would in a Souls game, like you're you're plotting out your attacks a little bit, but um, but not not as much, not not too, such a, terrified of your next move level. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely different than for honored for honor though. All um, right. Well, I, I would actually yeah. like to move on to this amazing current event. Actually, I want to move on to this current event because jumping. I'm reading I love it, it. I love and it's it amazing. Host. And it's just <laughs> it's like, okay. So it's like being in a Quentin Tarantino movie, we're does, just going to jump around all. Yeah, the yeah. Does anyone want to say it, or do you want me to talk about this headline? Who found this headline? The oh the, I, uh, the sex shop I, one or no or the Dominican Republic? Uh that's going to be Corey's. <laughs> Corey. Corey, please tell that. us about yeah. this. Well, I didn't. I didn't have a whole lot to say about it. I just wanted to bring it up because yeah. it's hilarious. 
But the uh, Dominican Republic, they had a paper publish an article about Donald Trump. But in the article for the picture of Donald Trump, they used Alec Baldwin from SNL playing <laughs> Donald Trump on accident. So so that's a thing. They, they had to make a statement apologizing that they ran that picture. But I wish every single so newspaper in the world would fucking do that <laughs> or or how about have you guys seen the picture of the the rooster the chicken that looks like donald trump over in china no oh god uh, no. <laughs> i wish they just ran that picture yeah. oh my god it's just a giant cartoon looking rooster i'm pretty sure with the donald trump hair and the donald oh trump squishy god. face oh god yeah let's do that from oh. now on i would love oh that's fantastic um i also had a current oh. event to add yeah in. You, s- sex something yeah sex sex something that's pretty much that's pretty much my entire deal thank you no i'm uh i'm again going to dedicate this current event to red martin oh because i'm just going to read you the first sentence and i'll and you'll understand why i'm dedicating this to you so Mm. here's the title of it sex shop chain recalls vibrator for risks coming from prolonged use (laughs) Okay, is it like those like ab shockers? <laughs> no, use it too no, much. And... <laughs> no, it's a it's pretty much like a Hitachi wand. But here's the first sentence. Okay. <laughs> no sex toy retailer wants this kind of buzz. <laughs> oh God, we're doing this again. <laughs> we're doing it. It's it's already happened. It's already happened. <laughs> Basically, what the uh, what the article boils down to is in the past couple of days, there's this company called Ann Summers, um, and they have their own brand of the Hitachi wand. They call it the Black Power Wand. Um, and apparently, after prolonged use, um, basically, wires in the cord become exposed at the base of the product over a prolonged period of time. Um I don't know if this is like a new thing that we wanted to add into it, like electroshock to the clit, but maybe they found something new. Maybe they just need to make it safer. I don't know what it is. I've always wanted to fuck under like an exposed wire or exposed power lines. Oh so, yeah, that's 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 your thing. That's the new thing. You just listen to Static X and watch Static Shock. I, and I am all about power static. Lines. Yeah, I love static electricity. I love Static Shock. I love Static X. Just get. Just get one of those like buzzer things that you put in your hand and you shake somebody's I'm, hand. I'm I'm actually but... going to uh, jerk off to a game of Operation. That's what I've decided I'm going to do. <laughs> there you go. Oh my god! So basically, wires were hanging out the bottom yeah, of it so after basically, it's being used. What, How what hard I... do you have to use that thing to knock the wires <laughs> loose? Corey, I think I just need to introduce you to uh, to Pornhub sometime to show you. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, what these what these wonderful women do with these things but um no this is one of the ones that like plugs into the wall it's not battery operated or anything so yeah you're you're running off a 120 a 220 (laughs) oh my god sometimes i do you ever see the difference in plugs between you know obviously like a speaker setup or a dryer where they have the giant three-pronged thing (laughs) that you just plug in there they're like it's gonna be a long day it was a hard day at work it's gonna be a great weekend (laughs) Do you, have to put your, do you have to put your foot against it to like pull the cord and start it up? No, it's like uh, yeah. it's like one of those old sewing machines where you just have to press on the thing the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Is somebody <laughs> weed eating in that room? Uh don't come in. <laughs> don't come in here. I'm I'm oh. I'm trimming the hedges. <laughs> so yeah, so someone uh someone was looking out for the various vaginas and and possibly man taints. Well, one can only assume the that the UK. One can only assume that this is only happening because there were people that have been hurt by these things. How many people have to get their well, they said clits electrocuted before a very, they find some fucking justice in this world? A very small number of isolated reports, but uh, let's see. Let's see. If they call any saying it was better. Terrible puns. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Since the company doesn't want to give off bad vibes. There we go. There's one. Oh my god. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna take a drink of this horrible drink every single time you have a bad <laughs> pun. I wish I would have known that. Can we make that. Time. That's that's now the game you play in this podcast. I hope you're driving and you just have to pull over and get a road soda. <laughs> yeah. Road soda. Pocket shot. You will what die by the end of this podcast if you're driving. Um, but yeah, essentially that that was it. They're gonna issue them a full refund. And our customer care teams are available to answer any concerns or queries. Or also, um, they double as sex phone lines. So if you just feel the need to get off and you can't use your wand anymore, they'll be there for you. <laughs> Thank you for calling. Are you here to fuck or is this about the wand? <laughs> is this well, about your electrified taint? I can't fuck anymore, so I don't have my wand. <laughs> so pick one for me. I think this is a perfect time to move over to the pop quiz. I agree. <laughs> pop quiz, hot shot. Okay, uh, pop quiz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as usual, pop quiz, three questions, no right or wrong answer, rated on a scale of 1 to 20. Uh, I am the judge of what is right here. Oh, sure. um, and let's just dive right in. Question one. What's a fashion choice you had at one point in your life that you maybe regret or look back at and wonder, why did I do that? Does anyone want else to never get laid again after saying what theirs is? Because yeah. mine's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> I think both of ours are pretty bad. Okay. Um, freshman year of, uh, of high school, I decided that like at least for the first two or three months... That I went to that no probably longer than that I until it, somebody eventually stole it from me which thank God I wore a a visor a 49ers <laughs> visor <laughs> I wore a fucking 49ers visor you with a visor and it's a sports visor Wow was it starter was it a starter visor as well I don't I don't know but God. it would constantly get taken from me and I and I deserved all of that. I deserved yeah. all. I deserved <laughs> every single like. God, when, when people oh talk about time God. machines, I can't wait to use it to go back and beat the Stop shit out of me. The fuck is wrong with you? You know what? Oddly enough, mine is also my freshman year. Um, got really obsessed with wearing Hawaiian shirts, over shirts. Oh. Like I was fourteen, going on sixty-three, and getting ready to go on a PGA tour. Like all of my, I looked like a fucking old man looking back on it. And so the like only thing Jimmy I can Buffett. think of, like Jimmy Buffett status, but also just wearing like nice overshirts to go to school. And the only thing I can think of is I was a fat kid. Like I was like two forty when I was fucking fifteen. And the only thing I can think of is it was basically like. 
when fat kids wear a shirt into the swimming pool. It was basically that version, but on land. Like, on I land. just wanted to wear an extra large baggy <laughs> shirt just to cover up anything else that you could see. So, uh, yeah, just like I got called Garth Brooks a lot in school just because of what? the god awful shirts that I would wear. It was my, great. My mind is going crazy with this. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can only imagine. But yeah, way too many Hawaiian shirts. Um, and I had a like, couple shirts with dragons on them. I think we all had shirts with dragons on them at some point. <laughs> right, yeah. I, think, I think the day we grew up was the day we retired that dragon shirt. We all remember <laughs> that dragon shirt, right? Did you all have that dragon shirt? I, I think we all had the same dragon shirt, as a matter of fact. We all had the same dragon shirt. And it had it had probably like some Japanese or Korean, or at least it was supposed it was, to be yep, Japanese definitely. or Korean. It was just lines... Oh, mine was worse. I had Celtic. I know I got mine from the Dungeons and Dragons store in Jackson, Main Street, Jackson. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh my God. All right. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Red a twenty for his visor. (laughs) (laughs) The only time I've ever got a twenty in my life, and it was for that shit visor. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Brandon nineteen for uh, Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) I agree. Going on a cruise. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh god like, uh, i always wore a different two. late of, to school <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh what actor would you like to see play batman next um either adam west or a coat rack because <laughs> i'm so <laughs> fucking a... tired of batman i'm so goddamn tired of batman Just like make it lego batman adam west as batman oh lego batman was the right way to do it yeah, yeah. but the movies fucking stop them for a little bit they need to be stopped so bad. Like, we've waited it way too long for the Justice League movie. We had 19 Batman movies in between the last one. and Yeah, but it doesn't have to be, like, another, you know, Nolan Batman. It can be... No, um, I want to see a Farrell and Riley, a John C. Riley. <laughs> yes! Yeah. Farrell Batman. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's perfect. That's exactly what I was thinking. Is like, it going to be, like, Batman and Joker, or is it going to be, like... No, I want exactly Step Brothers. Like... I want them to accidentally inherit the Batcave or something, and th- and then their dad and has Batman to become fucking Robin. like you know. Oh yeah. my god! Like their parent, their parents get killed, and then they have to. Yeah. But they're like, but they're like tiny boys, but they're still Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like they're leaving the movies together with them and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the version I'd like to see. Okay, I uh, I will second that <laughs> definitely. That's amazing. That's great. I was I was thinking Will Ferrell for a Batman too, so that's perfect. Dude, they had Michael Keaton was a comedian, like a comedic actor in the fucking eighties, and they're like, yeah, sure, let's see what he does, with Bruce Wayne. That can be the same ex- excuse that you use to get Will Ferrell oh and my, John C. Riley in his Batman. Oh my god! And his brother yeah. could be fucking, uh, you know, his like mean brother. He could be the bad guy. Probably a good Riddler. Holy shit. Can yeah? All can right. the Apatow clan just take over the yeah. Batman series? I, yeah, yeah, it'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, anybody that's listening to us, just give us the Batman franchise just for a movie. <laughs> we have a great idea. Right. <laughs> I'll do you my right, elevator um, pitch right now. All right, I'm gonna give Brandon a 17, and Red, I'm giving a 19. And question three. If somehow one company or corporation or whatever ran the entire world and was the singular provider for all of our needs, wants, they ran the government, everything, 
what company would you prefer to be our global overlord? You know, I feel like Google is the obvious answer here, but I disagree. And I want the Mars Corporation to take over. <laughs> you want Mars to take like over Earth? Yes. It's a Mars yes, takeover. Yes, thank you for getting it. Yes. <laughs> yes, I want Mars to do a global takeover. And then also if our rivers ever get polluted or anything like that, they can just make a, a great excuse and be like, no, we turned all the rivers into chocolate for you guys. You're welcome. It's all chocolate. Now. It's all chocolate. Perfectly it's definitely preserved not because vile, of all of the polluted. chemicals that already existed in it. Exactly. Exactly. There's lead products in chocolate already. It's not going to fuck up anything else. But Mars. I want Mars to take over Earth. So there you go. I like that. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to go with the Pez company because mm. I would like it. I would like to get anything that I want out of someone's neck. Like I like just to receive <laughs> everything from just pushing someone's head back. <laughs> Like you go into the DMV to get like a new license issued and it's just a Pez dispenser. <laughs> yeah. I think life would be better if there's just Pez dispensers everywhere. I, uh, I concede. I, uh, I definitely agree. I would love to just chop someone in the back of the head and go, look, man, you owe me like 20 bucks. Look, I, dude, I know we've talked about this before. You know I don't have that on me right now. And you're like, oh yeah, really? <laughs> Damn it. Not my next slot. Can you imagine like... Like being with a girl like your girlfriend's, uh, if the Pez dispenser runs the entire country, like her her uh, birth control comes in a little Pez dispenser too, <laughs> and it's just a it's a little baby, and the just the neck pops open, and <laughs> the Pez shaped birth or control. E or even better, you unzip your pants, you reveal just a Pez dispenser dick. <laughs> this this is it far into the future. Pez has taken over the earth. Oh yeah, they've but several centuries later. Yeah. We we look in and see all of our see. prosthetic limbs are replaced with like a Pez doll Pez dispenser. Pez dispenser. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I oh see God. your Mars and I raise you one. <laughs> I know another candy company oh, that can take damn. care of all of our needs. Damn! I uh, wow! I concede. Well, let's just let's just say red won this one. Red, red definitely <laughs> won this one. Oh my god! Everything from a visor to a Pez dispenser. <laughs> all right, so that was oh, the pop god quiz. Damn. I hope I won or lost it. All that. Well, all right, we won for sure. The audience, uh, they always lose. Unfortunately, they always right. lose. what would we like to do next, sir? Um, I'd like to move on to the topic of the week, actually, because this is okay. this is a fun one to talk about. Um. I had a recent discussion with somebody. It's uh, it's about whether or not nostalgia is valid, and whether like us looking at the past through rose-colored glasses is hurtful to us enjoying now. Because I think movies, video games, music, pretty much all of entertainment, I think is if we're talking about the year two thousand, it's a hundred times better than it was then. I I, I think that. I think that all like that stuff just gets better. I think that there just becomes a lot of it, and some things become bigger. It doesn't mean that it's better. Just because something becomes mainstream that you don't enjoy, you go, things were better in the 90s when things I enjoyed, because I can go back and look at the things that were good and forget all the shit that sucked. Mm. You can go back and think that the 70s were filled with amazing bands, because every movie you see about the 70s has amazing tracks and you get to just choose all the good cuts. What about all the bands like the fucking, like what, like the Roosters or the, yummy, the Dogs yummy, and the, yummy, everyone, there's so many yeah, dumb bands yeah, and horrible shitty. music and yeah. I think that we love to just go back and pick out how mm -hmm. 
we enjoyed things and we, I think it really does make us, it hurts some people, I think, because it makes you not go out and find the new shit out there. You're only perusing old things. Yeah. I think, well, actually one of the first articles I ended up writing for, or a review, I should say, for Not Another Critic was based on nostalgia and our unnecessary need to adhere towards it. Primarily because um, it's more in the capitalistic sense that I, I this is the reason I hate nostalgia is because it's always sold back to you. It's never oh, yeah. you going out and finding it on your own. It has to primarily be focused in we're bringing back Ecto Cooler. Hey, kids, do you remember this? Do you remember this? Do you remember this? And I just remember right at the very beginning of about 2010. I was thinking like 2009, 2010. That's when I first started seeing, hey, 90s kids, shit everywhere. And yeah. I was like, this is going to be fucked. Because it seems every decade. Well, as a mark, and I get that as a marketing tactic. And it's a complete marketing tactic and it works because they did it because, to our parents too. They, because you adhere towards it. Like you grasp onto your childhood, your teenage years as a sense of, oh, weren't things oh, just my. better back then? Oh, yeah, because there's no bills. Yeah. Well, aside yeah, from that, like, it's there's just no more simplified. I can guarantee you guys, I know you guys listen to a lot of music all the time, but you, there's no way that you can listen to it and love it as much as you did when you were a teenager or as a kid. Hmm. I think you can. I think you can connect to stuff well, just as yeah. much. I just, uh, yeah, I think I, it, you do it in a different way. You don't have as much free time, I'd imagine. Yeah. I, I think that you, because th the time that I had on bus rides with a CD player listening yep. to just one CD, yep. or the way that you'd open up your CD catalog that I'm sure you guys in high school were just... Everyone had their their book of CDs, and you would put mm -hmm. you would curate all these amazing things. I think it's it just depends on where you put your time and effort into. Because I enjoy music just as much as I did back then. I spend mm -hmm. time in my car driving and yeah. listening to music True. just as much and enjoying it just as much. I think. Um, I just I get that it's the marketing tactic for it. I and it makes sense if I were selling something to somebody, it would be easier to be like sell you something comforting and reminds you of home. And that's mm -hmm. what it does. It, it affirms your childhood. You had a good childhood. That's what everyone likes to say. If you, ha if you had this, your childhood was cool. Yep. It's literally just one physical thing that's like a PlayStation 2 screen. Like your childhood was sick. I was like, that's not the one thing that made my childhood the best thing in the fucking world. What the fuck are you talking about? It seems very vapid and just... Yeah, quick, easy. It's a quick, quick, quick point, little yeah. thing, and it's easy to say, and it just it can null and void whatever you're listening to or what trying to enjoy. God, this was so much better when I enjoyed it. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, fuck you, because just because you don't enjoy this doesn't mean other people don't enjoy it. It doesn't make it not valid. And video games are a great way of that, because I I'll I'll buy games that look like, or I'll go and buy my old games. We've all done this. I have, I think one of my the game I put almost, I think probably about twenty to 30 hours into last year was a game called Volgar, the Barbarian, which is just a side-scrolling 2D platformer, but mm -hmm. there was something so that just clenched into me that I didn't care that it looked like complete shit, and I've never even, it wasn't a remake of a game I played when I was a child, it was just a pure, like, nostalgia throwback game, and I loved mm -hmm. that game front to back. So that kind of proved that I could play a nostalgia-based video game with no real nostalgia in it, mm -hmm. right? And enjoy it. So, like in the same style, though, they wanted you to at least <clears throat> acknowledge that these things existed. Like, obviously, we all grew up with those same kind of games and everything like that. Um, so they're trying to stay into more of a genre, I would imagine, 
that you would have clicked on when you were a kid. Yeah, well, it's just platforming game. Right. It's a platforming. There's, when you think about video games, there's only, like, there's not very many different kinds of games. There's always go kill this or drive here or all these different, mm. like, it's very basic. And back in the day, it really was just, you were limited to just one skirt, like, get from this side of the screen to that side of the screen, and that was it. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to worry about hitting a 36-button combo in Neo or all this crazy shit that yeah. you're paying attention to. It was all very basic. It was only about the mechanics. You didn't have to worry about the game being pretty at all. The game was never pretty back then. Mm -hmm. And Well, I mean, at the time, it was. I mean, I remember playing yeah. Ocarina of Time for the first time ever and being like, oh my god, I can go anywhere I want to in this game. It's an open world. <laughs> when if you look at but it how now, many it's times like, have it's you, such a small open world. But you're someone that has gone back and played Ocarina of Time throughout the years, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Do you still enjoy it? I love that game. And yeah. I know it's like fueled on nostalgia. I mean, it's a great game. I no, will give it that. Because it's a but... great game. Because I can go, because I didn't play Ocarina of Time mm -hmm. as much as you guys did when you were kids. I played it at my friend's house every once in a while. But if I were to mm -hmm. have Ocarina of Time right now, I'm sure I would enjoy it front to back. I'm sure front to back, it's just a good game. So mm -hmm. I think that like we add these nostalgia things and it just blurs. It just takes away from just enjoying shit. Just uh, enjoy the damn now. thing. No, it stuff. does. Yeah. Yeah. And. And yeah, sure, enjoy your old stuff, but don't imply that it's better because it's old yeah. or because you liked it more when you were younger. I think you, if you like the shit still, you could still like it. I don't know. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I mean, without, without throwing any names or name to name the specific person without throwing them under the bus, um, uh, basically a friend uh, has told me before, is like, I just like listening to the stuff. Uh, from high school. I just don't like listening to anything new anymore. I just want to listen to the same stuff I listened to in high school because I know I like it. I mm -hmm. like it. And it's like, why would you limit yourself that way? Like, mm -hmm. you're kind of, in a, in a way, you're kind of keeping yourself from growing, you know? From, oh, yeah. From broadening your horizons. Because if you just keep listening to the same, same stuff you listened to in high school, like, I, I've gone back and listened to some of the shit I listened to in high school. Uh. And it's like, what was I thinking? I was very immature. I was very childish, like, to like this, you know? Um, but there was some... St I still listen to stuff I listened to back then It's in small No, yeah, amounts. I listened I'm to sure some I, of it. I curated some small, you know, gems that I'll still go back and listen to, but... Yeah. But definitely not in... The, I'll listen and I laugh, and I'm just like, holy shit, this was... I was all about this. I remember just f being in a car full of people all singing these songs, and right now <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to turn this song on in the car <laughs> right now. And I almost... I love that feeling. I guess that is a nostalgia feeling, but it is just... You sit there and you just sit with it, and shame. You just sit there with your shame, like looking at an old it's picture like a, of yourself. It, that's what it is. I, it's uh, a burning feeling. You kind of feel it in the chest. You're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. That, face. that secret track on Follow the Leader yeah. with bagpipes <laughs> always gets me hard. Still gets me hard. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, God. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just, I mean, so what? We're, we basically things. have come to the general consensus that that uh, nostalgia, for the most part, is bad, right? Mm -hmm. Well, nostalgia is just I, a marketing tactic, or it's a bad idea to carry you with you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can okay, still acknowledge things from the past that they were still relatively good, but don't, don't put them on a pedestal just because yeah. they're in the past and you enjoy well, it. Well, like the... Like for for example, I want to bring up the uh, Power Rangers uh, oh, fuck off movie that. that's movie? coming out. Oh right yeah, now. and that yeah, Yuck. and that uh, that trailer that was released, and the entire internet's like freaking out about how amazing it is. I'm like, 
that that looks like everything else I've ever seen since 2001. Oh, yeah, it's just, a, it's just one of the, it's another reboot, 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 this reboot. And it, looks... they even attached some names to it. They got Brian Cranston on it. That's interesting. And you know what? I'm going to, I have a, I have a, I have a nine-year-old kid. I'm going to go see that shit. Yeah. I'm going to be stoked. And it, we're probably going to walk out of there and he's going to be like, that was dumb. He's probably going to think that was <laughs> fucking dumb. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see. Uh, see, and it just reminds me of stuff, uh, especially the things that are happening now, and everything was based off of a toy or a really shitty TV show as a kid. Remember in the 90s, so many fucking movies were made off of TV shows from the 60s yeah. and 70s. Like, I still remember, like, they made, what was the one? They had, like, Car 55, Where Are You? Shitty old cop TV show. They randomly made that into a movie. They made Dragnet. They made fucking The Munsters, The Addams Family. They made all of this different stuff in the 90s. Oh, and yeah. As soon as we transitioned 20 years into the future, now they're like, oh, do, do you guys remember taking some toys and turning them around? And then that one was a gorilla and one was a fighter jet. And then they both talked to each other. Yeah, fuck you. you. We're not going to give you that one either, actually. No, we're we're going to give you Transformers one. seven fucking times instead of giving you just the one Beast Wars movie you, you guys want. Like it's the only Mark movie Wahlberg, I want. Though, yeah. Right? You guys still like Mark Wahlberg? Okay, good. All right. No, here's Mark and Mark. Like, uh, and he's a hero now. <laughs> Is Tom Cruise in Transformers yet? Uh, no, he's, he keeps running past the set. So, uh, they kind of gave up on asking him. They can't catch him. It's just just an impossible mission to catch him. Everywhere, so it's really hard to narrow him down. In, like, 50 years, they're going to come out with another Transformers, and it's still going to be starring Mark Wahlberg, but he'll be... A complete robot at that point. He will, he will be, be a transformer. Trans- transformer. Yeah, he'll be a real transformer. <laughs> he'll just transform it into a muscle. <laughs> yeah, just a bicep. Just a sweaty chest. That's all he'll transform into. I'm like, what did you eat for breakfast? Muscles? Yes. <laughs> They've been on my training table since I was a kid. All right. Yes. So, fuck nostalgia. It's bad. What else we got? <laughs> well... Let's move on to game news. Speaking of nostalgia, I'm actually kind of excited yeah. about this little nostalgia piece. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for this one. So, um, Psychonauts, uh, they have a new game that's been in the works. They're coming out with that. I don't think they have a release date for it, but it's a Psychonauts 2 uh, coming out at some point. But before then, they're releasing a VR game exclusive for PSVR called Psychonauts and the Rhombus of Ruin. That actually comes out on the 21st of this month, so I'm super excited for that. Um, I, I very, need to get a VR because I'm I love Psychonauts like that'll be the Dude, thing that gets me to get it. Yeah, you you gotta get it, man. Like the the VR. I mean, you've experienced some VR. You you got an Oculus, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, your PSVR probably much like your Oculus. It's gonna collect some dust. I mean, you're gonna play a couple games on there, and that's gonna sit and collect dust. But it's such a great experience. You gotta get one. Definitely excited to get Resident Evil for it. But I'll yeah. It, let's yeah, still talk about um, Psychonauts though, because uh, Jesus Christ. Yes. How long? Um, when did the original one come out? Like 2002 or 2003 or oh something? Oh, shit. Yeah, sometime around then. I remember playing it on, what, the original Xbox, yep. I think? the original Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> we were at, Yeah. Oh, fuck. The original I mean, Xbox I just one. recently... I but just recently rebought. I will say this. I never got to play Psychonauts, oh. unfortunately. Um, but I will say this. My favorite thing about the original Xbox was falling asleep with it still on and the weird fucking crazy dreams you would have while it was like yeah there's do you know about that yeah what no there's there's voices in the xbox yeah like if you leave it on just the regular thing and just 
turn it up and then just leave it for a long time, a couple hours in, it'll start talking and stuff. Like, you'll hear little (laughs) clips. That's terrifying. It is terrifying. (laughs) It is. It is. When it's, yeah, when it's in a dream, it's not, it's not fun at all. All right, oh so um, that's some nostalgia. That's some creepy fucking nostalgia right there. Also, uh, well, mm-hmm. speaking of some more nostalgia, yep. um, Netflix announces a Castlevania animated series. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for this. I mean, Castlevania, I love the Castlevania games. Uh, I haven't really played one in a long ass time, so I don't know if it still holds up. But um, I mean, I'm sure it does. They're Castlevania. Yeah, I mean, you have an entire cool. you have an entire genre named after you, pretty much Metroidvania. So yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> but that's exciting. That'll be like a, I think it's going to be like three seasons or what they're calling it right now. Three parts, maybe four parts. Um, but that'll be cool. Um, and then next up, uh, E3 this year, E3 2017 is open to the public for the first time in a long time. Um, those tickets actually go on sale before you hear this. So you might miss out on that, but it goes, they go on sale Monday so today's Sunday. They go on sale tomorrow. Um, the first thousand people who buy them will get it at a lower price for like 115 bucks a pop or something like that. And then it jumps up to like $200 for anybody else who buys them in the coming days and weeks. Um, so yeah, that's kind of neat. I'm curious how that's going to go because, I mean, lines at E3 are reportedly already crazy long and then they're opening it up to like, I think something like... 10,000 or 6,000 somewhere around there. Holy shit. People from the public. Public. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think that this is going to be the return of the booth babes. Ah, yes. Huh? Because the reason that they, it went away is because it became like, it's weird for Nintendo and all of the Nintendo like stockholders to be sitting there while their girls shaking her ass. Not when it's Joe public, (laughs) not when it's a guy who paid $200 for a ticket. Now they're like, entertain me motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, that's where, where's it going to be at this year? I think it's in LA again. Yeah. The Anaheim Convention Center, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, then next up, Overwatch might be getting Doomfist as a playable character soon, maybe? Question mark. Um, people are thinking this because in a recent, I don't know if it was a patch or anything like that. I'm not, ex- I can't remember exactly how they found this. Um, picture or data or whatever but somewhere in the game they were able to find like a sketch or like something that shows the um what's the thing that you you're like guarding doomfist in the yeah you explain so this is what it is in the ptr realm which is the public test realm someone Mm -hmm. found in the code which is the newest version of the game it's where they test out any new things any new characters they go in there any new maps that's where they play Mm -hmm. and test those things someone Mm -hmm. found in the code um that on one of the maps, I can't remember the name of the map because I still don't remember all the map names. Uh, there's Doomfist Gauntlet inside of a thing, and that's what you're supposed to bring to the end. You know how you have to stay next to the float, yeah. and you have to bring the float to the end of the match? One of those mm-hmm. things is Doomfist Gauntlet. And it's in, I mean, they never really tell you what anything is. You got to just look at it and you got to just go through lore yourself and figure out what's going on because they don't tell you the story. That's pretty much what Overwatch is. They don't tell you shit. So the Doomfist Gauntlet is something that you usually have to get to the other end of the level. Well, in this PTR, they found that the Doomfist Gauntlet is gone and that you're bringing it to the end, but there's like someone stole it. So 
they're thinking that they're going to start bringing out Doom. And Terry Crews has been rumored to be the voice of him. And he even did it <laughs> yeah. like a video where he sat there and read off from Reddit, I think, like mm-hmm. phrases they think Doomfist would say. And it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. Because he's a huge fan of Overwatch and he wants to play that role. So he just did his own little like his own um, voice actor demo thing for it. Just to try to pitch it, and uh, that'd be awesome if Terry Crews was D- Doomfist. If there's going to be a Doomfist, I'm pretty, sh- I'm if, pretty yeah. confident it's going to be him at this point. I mean, he, a, a yeah. serious actor voiced his want to work with this. It's only going to help Blizzard. So, oh yeah, definitely. I, there's also another couple uh, ideas swirling around who about the next character might be. One of them is a character named Helios. And there's all, Helios. like, if you just type in Helios Overwatch, there's some a bunch of videos documenting how they think the next character might be a character named Helios. And okay. it has to do with all these different things in a map. It's really crazy. Huh. Hmm. Well, I'll definitely have to be checking that out. I haven't been on Overwatch for probably about a week, so I'm a little... Me, me too. I've been playing rusty. Yeah. Um, the next up, uh, Steam Greenlight is getting the axe and replaced by a new program called Steam Direct. Hmm. Um, this one's kind of interesting because Greenlight has, is basically their vote to see who gets funded or who gets put, not funded, who gets put on Steam um, for new games, um, up and coming developers. I mean, a lot of crap gets voted in this way, but a lot of great games also get voted in this way. And it's only like $100 to get your game uploaded on there so that way the voting can happen well now steam and oh what i'm assuming is probably to kind of filter out some of the crap that comes out on steam is uh changing that they're actually going to have a team um who goes through and sees who can qualify and they're also probably going to be raising the price for people who can submit um they said they're considering upwards of five thousand dollars um which kind of sucks. I mean, we could possibly, there could be some developers out there who are just maybe a single person making a great game, which there's been plenty of those who can't afford the $5,000. So then that just gives them an extra step to try to find a publisher who will then support them to then get it put on Steam or something like that. So, I mean, it just creates another barrier, but I mean, there's not a whole lot we know about it yet. So we'll just, you know, keep tuned for that. Um, and then lastly, just to wrap this up, South Park, the Fractured But Whole, uh, is delayed yet again to an undisclosed date. Um, Ubisoft says that they are pushing it back to their upcoming fiscal year, which is anywhere from, so it can be released anywhere now from April of this year to March of next year. So, no date for that. Yeah. Okay. I, I am actually completely fine with that, only because I know that the reason they're doing it is to make it better, so... Yeah. I'm willing to uh, and, take your time. That that last one was so good. Uh, uh, the yeah. last one had like an 800-page <laughs> script for that fucking video that game. Fucking Please amazing. take your time, boys. I know you got a lot on your plate. Yeah, God I mean damn. it's it's a little disappointing. I want I would have loved for it to come out like um, earlier this year, um, but now that there's so much like coming out in this early portion of the year, like it didn't always used to be like this where games were coming out so early in the year, like actually good games. This was the drought. Um, actually, this used to be the drought. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this has become, like, a good point in the year for people to release stuff, and it's probably good that they're pushing it back. Let the, Give them a little more time and release it at a time where there's really not anything it has to compete against, because I would love to just just focus on South Park. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, but that's it for game news. 
Let's visit Brandon in the book nook. Oh, yes. thank you, gentlemen. Gather around the, the fire, the warmth, the heat, whatever you have. Let me read to you from this book I found randomly on Red's bookshelf. It's called Why Do We Say It? Uh, it's definitely not because I didn't have the other book prepared today. It's because I just wanted to do a little switcheroo yeah. on you guys. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, it doesn't really have an intro as to why these people know these things. Um, it literally just starts off naming words and the history of them. Uh, so I've kind of went around the book to try to find some interesting words and phrases. And, uh, and then I'll just flip through the book randomly at the end to find a new one, and we'll go from there. All right. So Perfect. first one, black sheep. What is the reason black sheep are considered worthless? Because it's racist. Right. Okay, good. Moving on to the next one. <laughs> so, you already know. Okay. Uh, no, the wool, <laughs> the wool of black sheep cannot be dyed, and so does not bring a high price, as high a price as regular wool. And yet a black sheep, though its wool has less value, eats as much and takes as much time and care as any other. Therefore, it's hardly worth its keep. Ah. So it's racist. Hmm. Yeah. You were right. <laughs> You're right. The other one... Uh, that Red actually found today, which is just fucking confusing. It's the word handicap, but not not handicap people. It's it's like using it like I, oh I have a handicap in a game or something like that. So where does the word handicap come from? The word comes from the usual procedure in drawing lots. Slips of paper are placed in a hat or cap, and each person in turn draws one out by placing his hand. I, I, the cap, like I apostrophe, take out the N, hand in the cap. Hand I the cap. Hand I the cap. Okay. Okay. Handicap. Hand I the cap. Handy the cap. Right. (laughs) This practice is still followed in drawing for position in a horse race. Slips bearing the names of the horses are drawn from a hat, and the first horse drawn gets the position next to the rail. The second horse gets the next position, and so on. So, hand eye cap. Hand eye cap! And it comes from taking. Hand eye Putting your hand in a cap to take a number out. So. Handicap? This is like this is like learning a magician's secrets. Yeah, like what the this fuck? This is like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that oh, wasn't even you. good. <laughs> Alright, next one here I have the term idiot. Has the word idiot always meant a mentally deficient person? No. The word is Greek, and at first an idiot was just a private citizen who held no public office. <laughs> However... That's hilarious. <laughs> yep. The idiot masses. Uh, yeah, there comes a group of idiots right there. Oh, those fucking so idiots. proud of them. So proud of you idiots. However, since the Greeks considered it a great honor to hold office, the word finally came to mean a person who couldn't take part in public affairs. An idiot. idiot. Shut up, idiot. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, like someone's too dumb to take part. Yeah. All right, and now let's do the magical flip. Let's find out where we land. Random. Let's see. You pick, Red. Dead as a doornail. All right. Dead as a doornail. Why do we say something is as dead as a doornail? The doornail is the plate or knob on which the hammer of a door knocker strikes. 
Since the snail is knocked on the head many times a day, it cannot be supposed to have much life left in it. Are you happy okay. now? Are you guys happy? Good. <laughs> no, you're so killing me. Here, you find one. This, this, is a, oh. this is a toilet book. <laughs> it is. This it is, is, is a very good toilet book. Uh, fiasco. How did a com- how did a complete failure come to be called a fiasco? The making of a fine Venetian glass bottle is a difficult process, for it must be perfect. If in blowing the slightest flaw is detected, the glass blower turns the bottle into a common flask called an Italian fiasco. Got a lot of got a lot of fiascos around this house. I'll tell you that. I hate you, Corey. What else are we doing? We went on to the rec room, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> what do you recommend, yeah. Corey? Me? Oh, why'd you go straight to me? I don't know, Brandon. This what do you is, recommend? This is the part where I wait for you guys to finish I, and I, I think of something uh, real quick. Fuck. Okay, well, I have one. I okay. can just start it right. off since I'm the host. Anyway, I recommend you check out the artist Jadena. It's J-I-D-E-N-N-A. He has a song with Kendrick Lamar called Classic Man. And uh, he actually has an album coming out pre- here pretty soon, and he just released a song called Bambi. He's a... I don't want to call him a... He's not a rapper. He's... It's very similar to like um, how Gambino or Frank Ocean kind of move in between being, they do verses every once in a while, but it's a lot of just songs and stuff. And it, he's really amazing. Mm. Right now, that's all I'm listening to is Jadena. Jadena. Awesome. Okay. Uh, can I recommend uh, listening to a creek while falling asleep? <laughs> is that a... Can we do that one? <laughs> no, because I, I don't recommend oh, it. This I last week we had the creek okay. flooded. And that oh, was I not don't a, recommend that. Yeah, that was but, not a fun you know, creek sound. Don't sleep next to the creek or anything, but, you know, just go listen to one. No, um, I just had one. Oh, yeah, uh, not to give anyone, you know, too much say on our podcast. It always sucks to recommend another podcast while you're listening to one. But uh, I'm going to recommend you guys listen to The Dollop. Uh, fantastic fantastic comedy podcast um dave richards gareth reynolds who are the hosts on them they've been comedians for a long time um but they're friends they're down in the la area but they have this podcast uh where dave actually will take he'll write out an hour-long podcast and gareth just sits there and has never heard about it before and will react to it the entire time and They'll take random things throughout history, like the killer bee epidemic in the 1930s, um, the first woman to play Major League Baseball, and Gareth will just interact with them the whole time, and they'll go off on the sides, and they'll do their own little, uh, like their own little... Oh, that's awesome. ...kind of scene from that era, but they're all, it's riffing the entire time, and I I love it. It's great. Uh, Highly, highly recommend the dollop. How did you find out about it? Uh... Girl, I'm oh, seeing. I see her a lot. Just looking at her, the eyes. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I recommend. Um, uh, I I was having trouble thinking of the name of it, but I just recently subscribed to CISO, and I started listening to yes. the, the Dan Harmon. Yes, I started watching that Dan Harmon show. Uh, what is it? It's like a. The Dungeons the and Dragons one? That yeah. is one of the best shows. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my god. It's oh, fucking it's phenomenal. Harmontown. It is so good. Hey, did you guys ever uh, listen to Harmontown? No. When they did it? I, no. Because they would go back Not and forth. They they'd do... 
like a whole section of the his podcast. Really sad Netflix movie. I, I saw that, that too. <laughs> yep. Yep. Ugh. I saw that. So that's, that's actually what yeah. one made me want to start listening to Harmontown. And then I actually got to go and see one live. And Bobcat Goldthwait was at the one that I went and saw where, oh my God. <sighs> the Bobcat Wait, Goldthwait was there and also Booger from Revenge of the Nerds was there as well. <laughs> what? Uh, amazing show. Amazing show. Gave him a bottle of vodka after the show. That's great. He's drunk constantly, so I felt I did good. I felt All right, like I did yeah. my part. But yeah, CISO's like three ninety nine yeah, a month. So, get it. And they have some pretty good shows on there. Um, and yeah, that Dan Harmon show alone was was worth the three ninety nine. <laughs> also, I so, think yeah, um, that's fantastic. Uh, Cameron Esposito and her and her wife Raya Butcher have a show on there called Take My Wife, and that's actually supposed to be really really good. I, yeah, I've seen some uh, trailers for it. I haven't actually watched it yet, though. So Yeah, I have to re-download CISO. All right, well, everybody, I hope you uh, had a very lonely thanks uh, not Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day. <laughs> I hope you had a very lonely Valentine's Day. I hope that you actually cooked yourself a Thanksgiving dinner for Valentine's Day because you were so lonely and it was so <laughs> shitty. So I, I hope you stuffed that turkey. Yeah. Go stuff your oh own turkeys. Oh, my God. Uh, well, that was the podcast. Yep. That was the NAC podcast, notanothercritic.com podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash notanothercritic. We're on Twitter at notanothercritic. No E in there. Um, where else? Like, share, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a comment. We would love to hear what you think. You can email us, contact at notanothercritic.com. Uh, I'm Corey Faust. You can find me on Twitter at Faust. Uh, Red was our host today. He's at Red the Shred. And Brandon Carroll is at Hello Mr. Door. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go stuff yourself. Mm. <laughs> yeah.